Check us out on Facebook. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. And now. Oh no, little Timmy's got hold of a marker pen. My wall looks like a colouring book. What am I going to do? Flash! Ah! Cleans up the impossible! Wow, he's really made a mess. It's a pain, but we won't stress. In the hall, he's drawn overall. On the wall, lots of scrolls, but we can clean this up. Flash magic eraser, we love you. Flash! Ah! Cleans up the impossible! Wake up, soldier! It's 6.15am, Ballam Boot Camp. The pigeons are sleeping. You wish you were too. You're in line with the other squaddies. PT Full Metal Janet appears inches from your face. Now drop and give me 20! 20 what, exactly? You can't tell there's so much mud in your ear. We recommend you go AWOL immediately and head down to Curry's PC World. You'll find more civilised advice on a great range of wearable tech. Start training on your own terms with no bombastic brigadier to stamp on your good intentions. Jog on, Janet. Curry's PC World. We start with you. Imagine your business, your name, our shirt, your player, every time he scores. 12,000 followers on Twitter. A huge thank you to all our player sponsors. However, we still have players left to sponsor and it costs just £50 for the season. Ring 07739 478 547 now for further details. Put your name on the shirt and follow the Sky Blues. Check us out on Facebook. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. And now... 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4... Three, two, one. Check us out on Facebook. Good evening and welcome to the Guildford Is There podcast. Where tonight I'm joined by Carlisle City coach Kai Thompson. Good evening, Kai. How you doing? How are you doing? I'm all right, pal. Long time no here. I know. I know. It's been a while. Yeah, it's difficult times. We were just discussing that with Brian and, and Martin, obviously, about the current situation, and especially with the uh, new new restrictions put in place and stuff, I'm guessing that's having a major effect on yourself and your team as well, Kai. Oh, definitely. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't seem like we've been back that long, um, and then obviously for it all to come back in again, um, for them to st- stick another month of lockdown on. Um, I mean, I know speaking from my team's perspective. We've had a fairly decent start to the season, so like for us to stop, we ju- we just we don't really want to lose any more uh, motivation and like kick that we've had. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, obviously, it has a major effect on everybody, families, children, you know, coaches and clubs alike. And again, there's no there's no deadline as to when it's going to end. We just know we're living day by day here, Kaya. And to be honest, that's exactly what I've said to my assistant manager. Um, one of the parents of the lads that plays for me, um, he offered to to help me out this season. 
Um, so obviously, I, um, I said he could help along, and we, we've been talking about it. And I literally just said to him in the message, like within the last half hour, it literally seems like we're going week by week at the moment. So I said to him, like, obviously, we, our first session back is on Friday, and it's like that session is going to have a different feel to it, where it well, it was sort of like the one we had just before lockdown, where we um. Like un until we're there, we're actually in the session and stuff like that. We don't realise how important and how lucky we are to have stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, it has a major effect. Obviously, Kai, we were talking about, you know, the impact on people's mental health. And obviously, Kai, it's, I, I appreciate you coming on here. And it's very difficult to talk about this. But obviously, this is something that you suffer with yourself, from, right? You're right, yeah, yeah. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about, yeah, I suppose, your diagnosis? And It's... Uh, I don't really know where to, to start. It's it's not really something that I tend to speak about that much, but yeah, but it, it's something that's, like, massively important. Um, yeah. It, it, it I is. Mean, time, Kai, I mean, there's no rush here. We're, we're like this is, this is This is very special, and... You're actually, by you talking, you're actually helping other people understand what you're actually doing here just now is a massive help to people who might not know how to diagnose it or how to get help. So, I mean, everything you're doing right now is it's a massive progress for other people who are maybe sitting alone right now and not sure on how to understand things. So please take your time. You're under, you're under no pressure or duress, Kai. I mean, like, obviously everyone's feeling the same way in such yeah. obviously with the mental health and stuff like that and the depression but everyone's story is different as well if that makes sense like yeah for me m mine started be nearly two years ago and as well it's it's not really something that I've been that open about <clears throat> but it happened after a night out um I got sexually assaulted uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't sit like obviously it only happened like a week before Christmas so trying to deal with it in my own head what happened was like the first stumbling block and then I, I didn't I didn't really want to say anything to anyone over Christmas because I didn't want it to like overshadow Christmas mm -hmm. um, obviously I, I had all my family around me and stuff like that but like it would it, be something massive to see over Christmas and it, it like to me it wasn't nearly the time to do it um but the more and more that I dwelt on it the more and more it, it like it, it it was making me suffer and it yeah. it wasn't until I'd say it was like what late January like obviously the, the next January that I mentioned something um and like that that's that's when we started to get my help where I went to the police um Unfortunately, nothing could be done because of um, obviously because I'd left it so late. There was no like forensics or anything yeah. like that, that that could be gathered. But I think it was from there, like that was when, when things really started to hit because it was like, right, well, this person's got away with it. Um, like, what if this person goes and does it to someone else? Like, I could have prevented this like to happen. What what if I was I'd, I'd been out drinking more? like out in town longer than I was and stuff like that. And everything was done in my head. 
it made me realize that like nobody should have to go through this i shouldn't have to go through it like it, it's it's with me now for the rest of my life yeah and I... sorry go on sorry and and how how did it affect your home life kai how was things at home for you during this I mean, it was awful, really, because obviously I've got a younger brother that I lived at home with with my mum, and obviously he he like obviously two years ago he was at the age where like he didn't know anything about it, like what had gone on and stuff like that. But even he was noticing like my behaviour around the house was different. I was a lot more quieter. Like I kept everything like right into myself. Like I was barely speaking and stuff like that. And obviously, for my for my younger brother to realise, like that that was another big thing because like that, that that started to hit home. That I feel like I'm doing like I was starting to get on and move on okay, but like obviously my little brother, and my mum could see that it was a different story. Yeah, and and what was it? How it must have been a bit of a relief as well when you finally spoke to the police. What was the support like from the police? Sorry, the connection dropped there then. Sorry, Kai. I mean, obviously, when you finally decided you had to approach the police, uh, that must have, that took some amazing courage. Uh, what was the support network in place like from the police? How did they respond to you? What was their support like? It was one of them. Obviously, like straight away, they sympathised with me. Uh, yeah. Obviously, well, no, no one, no matter if you're male or female, should have to go through that. Um, and, and to be fair, they, they did move with the investigation quite smoothly. Um, like there wasn't much waiting around, or like having to chase them up to try and find out where, like, where they were at with the investigation, like that. I mean, for the ending, where obviously the the informer that there was nothing they could do, that that was more heartbreaking for me. And I think, yeah, I think, I think obviously that obviously like that added up to the misery because it was like, right, well, if I went straight away, whether it was the following morning or maybe a couple of days after, um. Maybe, maybe something else could have been done. Where yeah, like you can. forensic and stuff like that could have been could have been found. And did that make you feel like kind of you had? Did you feel kind of you'd let yourself down? Did, or did they make you? Did they reassure you? Did like you know it's it's not your fault. This is all you know. And did they place support networks for you to get in touch with? I mean, with this, I was always going to be my biggest critic. I mean. Like from from obviously from the from the conclusion, it was always I wish I went sooner. So I wish I went yeah. like obviously as soon as it happened and stuff like that. But I was never in the right frame of mind. Uh, yeah, support networks were good off the police. Uh, I, I've got given obviously the credit there. They um, they got me in touch with like um, sexual assault like helplines and stuff like that. I mean, like first steps that was another one for like counselling and stuff like that. So. Like yeah, in that aspect, they were they were really good, yeah. Yeah, and how was uh, when you reached out to first steps? How was that for you? That must have been a massive step for you, Kai. It w- obviously like when I when I referred myself and the first meeting came along. It it was good, like obviously to sit and talk with someone about it, but like talking about thoughts and feelings and stuff has never has never been like one of my strong points I always found it really really hard but um, after a couple of sessions I, d- I decided to to stop the um, stop the referral because 
it was it was bringing everything like like as if it was happening again like everything every day everything yeah. was feeling a little bit too raw again and obviously like it like it was really starting to hurt again yeah you're having to relive it again and again and again yeah. I mean also talking about it and then like still getting the flashbacks and stuff like that so how how do you how do you live with it now Kai how is your life now how are things for you just now have you got a nice have you got great support around you that you can turn to when things are, are, are in trouble for you I mean yeah obviously I've got like support network right around me it, it, like it, it's second to none I mean family from from telling them when I did I mean they all wish that I told them straight away but obviously understood why and ever I mean obviously my mum and dad they were they, they were dead supportive I've got three brothers and a sister they, they were all dead supportive um, obviously my close friends as well same again with they, they were all dead supportive and it it was just one of them no like it was how, how do we approach it because it's not something that like anyone can say that they've really gone through like obviously like the ones that were there to support me no no yeah. one's sort of been through that so it's like it was a bit of a weird one like how how, how could the help approach it yeah so after all that you started to i'm guessing you you it must feel like you're having to rebuild your whole life again kai and obviously, obstacles in your way you have to overcome. You know, tell us the process of, of rebuilding Kai. Obviously, like one of the first first steps was um, obviously referring to first steps, and that was that was maybe one of the first ways of trying to rebuild my life by getting the counselling. Unfortunately, that didn't work. But one of the other steps that we took is that I went obviously went to the doctors told them I was feeling depressed and how like I had the thoughts to end my life and stuff like that and um they put me on medication which obviously like still still to the day that I'm taking. Um and it was it was sort of like a pick me up sort of thing. I mean like yeah folk use like what like energy drinks to sort of perk them up or, or whatever. But like this little pill that I take every single morning, that is my pick me up and, and without that like I could maybe revert back to how it was. So, uh, I mean, what's it like living with your condition now? Help, help me understand what it's like for you living with your condition day by day. I mean, there's days when it's, I don't think about it at all. I feel, I feel like I'm on top of the world. And there's days where it, it's one of them, it can either hit me first thing in the morning or last thing at night. Like, I could wake up in the morning I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to. I don't want to go for a shower. I don't want to get dressed. I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to see anyone, do anything so, like that sort of stuff. But and then obviously on a night, could be laying there. All sorts coming into my head, and then that's it. I'm not sleeping for the night. It's, it's a bit. It's a bit of a weird one as well, and it's not like, I can put a finger on when it's going to happen. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I mean, looking at now, Kai, I mean, I, I, I don't, obviously, you're a coach at Carlisle City, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, it must be, now with the current situation with COVID and restrictions and stuff, you know, it's a time when other people are feeling they've got to and stuff like that, you know. 
what sort of advice do you have for people who might be suffering from you know, depression or if similar, gone through something similar yourself? What sort of advice would you have for them, Kai? I mean, it's easier said than done. And obviously, yeah. now being one of them people, I can see why folks say, like, you need to speak out. Honestly, like I said, just saying it, it's easier said than done. I mean, as I said earlier, I'm one of them. I don't like speaking about my feelings and my thoughts and stuff like that. But I think if I never spoke out about this, I don't think I'd be here today. Um, honestly, it will go for anyone who's suffering with mental health and depression. Um, to be honest, there is a help there. It, it's sort of one of them, though, like, you only get the help and support if you sort of make the first step. Um, obviously, there's there's, uh, there's all the phone lines, there's um, obviously the companies, um, like first steps, there's the lighthouse in Carlisle as well. There's, there's, there is plenty of stuff there, even if you don't even want to see them. All you got to do is open up to a, a member of family or a friend and even, even that could start something off. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it takes courage. Do you think there's a stigmata attached to it with being men that men just don't like to talk about their feelings? Yeah, I mean, there's always that saying, end the stigma. I mean, it's one of them where you hear men have been told to, to man up or, like, get on with it and stuff like that, which, I mean, if, if, if someone said that to me in, in my instance, I think that, probably would tip me over the edge. I mean, so it's certain small words can have such a big meaning. And I mean, it, it, it's like that in anything that you say. And obviously, uh, there's all all the campaigns and stuff on the telly where, like, we should all be nicer and stuff like that. And it, and it all rolls into one. Yeah. Obviously, we're approaching Christmas again. Every Christmas comes along, you have to relive it over and over again. How do you get by Christmas? And I'm guessing now it's... You, do you have like places where you can go to you to support you through this this period of time of the year because it must be really difficult for you guys. This this must be horrendous this time of the year. It is obviously with it only well come come just before Christmas it will be the two year anniversary and I mean speaking from last year it, it like it, it really really hurt me when the anniversary came around like because it like. Just for that day and, and, the, and the couple of days leading after it, it really, really hurt. Because, well, with it still being that fresh in my mind and obviously thinking of what happened that time last year, like when it happened and then what I was doing next and stuff like that, like it, it, it did really hurt. I mean, it's knowing that Christmas is all around the corner is a bit of a, like it does take my mind off it a little bit. Um, obviously, yeah. I've got, like I said earlier, massive support network around me. I mean, I've got my mum and dad, brothers, sisters. I live with my girlfriend, with her parents, and like her parents are brilliant. Um, so I am fortunate in that aspect that I do have lots of folk that are around me that can obviously take my mind off of me because I'm one of them. Like obviously, since it's happened, I cannot stand being alone. Um, whether it's in my if I'm in the house on my own or or what, like. If I am on my own, I feel like I've got to be doing something. Um, whether it's, I don't know, I need to go to the shop for something or 
or if I've got to physically go see someone to not be on my own, that that's that's what I do. And obviously that's one way that I I've got to deal with it really. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine it must be absolutely horrendous to go through it. And I'm glad, Kai, I'm glad you're here talking right now because I know that there will be listeners listening right now that are, that are having problems. I, I myself suffered for, for, for several years with depression and it, it's 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 so difficult to first make that step and say, you know, I, I don't feel myself. And I, I'm with you, Kai. When I talked to my GP, my GP was brilliant, you know, and... and I had a little cry and, I, and my GPA sort of said, look, here's where we go from here. And it, it felt like, like you said, it was like the first step. But every step seemed to get slightly smaller. It wasn't so big. But the importance of having a support network, it must be great having your family around, you know, your mum and dad, your brothers. It's amazing how strong family support is and having a strong partner must be. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, obviously I know... Obviously, when when this when this comes out, um, like the podcast, my parents listen to it. I know my brother down in Manchester; he listens to it. Um, so obviously, well, it, it's an opportunity to thank him again because, obviously, like I say, they have been there since since the first day. Um, and like I say, if it, if it weren't for them, I probably wouldn't be here today. If there was anything could come from this podcast, what would you like it to be? Just for like, I mean, yeah, I said it. I said it earlier. It's, it's easier said than done. But folk need to to speak up about it. Um, I know, it, like, it, it seems really hard to do at first. Like that initial conversation, like like you said as well, having the initial conversation. Um, like that that feels like the hardest bit, but small steps from there really like really does help um yeah do you feel stronger inside do you feel do you feel that you yourself will become a stronger person and you're able to to deal with things differently i do i do and i don't like i do feel like i can deal with things better now knowing that I can sort of speak up more than more than I did, but then I also criticise myself that I still don't speak up as much as I should. Like even if it's something bothering me, like say I've had a hard day at work, something like that, or I don't know, like some, something that's bothering me, like even something like that, like I won't say to someone, like oh I've had, I've had a poor day at work, I just say yeah, like work went okay, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, ball it up again, then just kind of. Yeah, I get that. It's, it's it's a tough one. But I'm guessing football for you must be a... I mean, I suppose when you got involved with football, that must have been a great relief for you. Yeah, I mean, obviously trying to get on with everyday life was one of them. Like, it, to start off with, it, it was a massive stumbling block. Um, at the time when this happened, um, I was doing the BTEC uh, college course with Carlisle United and I was... Well, well, only a couple of months away from completion, and it was very, very tough. Like there was a period where I didn't go into college at all, and obviously that started alarm bells. Where my tutors were getting in touch and asking me where I was. Obviously, some of my pals on the course were doing the same, and eventually, I, sp- I spoke out to one of the tutors as well, um, and it, it obviously explained and. 
he he was very sympathetic as well, um, and obviously understanding what went on. But then, as I started getting feeling better within myself, I sort of set myself little targets. Obviously, finishing finishing college was the next one. Um, but sorry, the first one to like just see see college out for the next few months, try and get the best grade which um, that I can, and then move on to the next next phase, which was. Obviously, I wanted a better hour, a better contract at work um, because I, I was starting to feel more willing to work. Um, and obviously, it was in the summer where Carlos City came along um, with with the B Tech course. I got, I got like all of us got put through our, our level one badges, um, and it, well, it was from there that I really took a like an interest into coaching and. Um, like sort of wanting to do my own thing, and Carlisle City put a—I'd seen it on Facebook—to put um, like an advertisement out saying that obviously, well, back then it was like an under eight. Um, they were looking for a new manager because they already had a team, but there were so many of them, like they were wanting to sort of form a new team as well. Um, yeah. So obviously, I, I messaged the page, and it was Martin and Brian that I spoke to, and I said, "Look, I'm I'm interested in doing this." So I went down and had an interview with such. Obviously, just went through like what my expectations were and theirs, and it like initially I thought it was me going to be helping someone, um, but they were like, "No, it's like you're going to be handed the reins here. It's going to be your team." Um, so from there. Like it, it, like it felt really good because it was like right I've got all the responsibility here of trying to recruit the players. Um, luckily, I've got my nephew playing with me because obviously he's in the age group. Um, and then obviously I've got a few of his mates to join, and then sort of things went from there. And I think within the space of a week or two, I ended up getting like a good amount of players that I was happy to start the season with. Um, then it was obviously getting into the stage of. Um, also meeting the players, meeting the parents, hold, holding like a like a presentation sort of thing to also give my my expectations, their expectations, um, and then obviously onto the other side of it where we had to sort kits out and uh, documents and all that sort of stuff. And for me, it was like like it was an icebreaker sort of thing because ever since starting the um, obviously the under nines now. It's it's something that I'd really look forward to. I mean, obviously, there's stuff like other stuff in the, in my life that I, I look forward to and that. But having it where we train, obviously, last season we only trained once a week and then played once a week. This season we train, well, up until winter we've we've trained twice a week and then uh, play the match. Like it, it just it, it gives me something like that's my sole focus now. Like not really trying to sound big headed, but if it wasn't for me, this team wouldn't exist and stuff like that. Um, and obviously, there's that yeah. that cliche like every single football fan and player and anyone associated with football knows. That obviously, like when that game is going on, nothing matters. Like you forget about everything. And to me, obviously, that happens as well. Like as soon as the lads arrive, whether it's on a match day or training, it's like right, that's it. My sole focus is going on them, and like all my worries, all my thoughts, all my feelings go away. And then obviously, after football. I, I feel great because it's like right. Well, I've had a great, great time with the lads. Um, like obviously, onto the next time to to look forward to. 
And would you say that COVID, obviously with the COVID coming in, restricting you from access to what essentially is, is an essential part of your life now, has that had an effect on, on yourself personally? I mean, yeah. Per, like Obviously speaking from a personal point of view, I think both times we've had lockdown, it's been hard, but I'd say this one's been even harder. Like, the, obviously, just this little month one. Because... Um, Like with work, um, I work like between forty and forty-five hours a week, so I'm really busy with that. And then the university course that I do, and football, um, obviously football and work are the two biggest reasons that I leave the house. And like I, I get happy to leave the house, and for both of them to be taken away at the same time, because obviously working at Labrooks or Bookies, obviously where we were classes non non-essential, so like we had to close. So for both of them to be taken away, oh. like. It was. It's been yeah. really hard, and it was like obviously a few days before this lockdown got announced. Um, my sister's mum passed away, and she, she was. She wasn't my mum, but she was good as, like she was always looking out for me and stuff like that. And like whenever I needed something, she'd always be one of the first ones there as well. So like having to digest the news of that, and then well, and out, the lockdown got announced that day as well. So, like, obviously, it was on Halloween the thirty first. So, like, this time round, yeah. it felt like everything was coming down at once. Like, with that happening, wow. work closing, um, and then football stopping. And was there anybody you were able to reach out to to talk about that, or did you feel that it was just something you had to battle with yourself, or did anybody reach out to you? Did anybody from the club reach out? Yeah, to I mean, you? like, apart from really. Like my under my under nines, well, yeah, like my under nines. No one's really, no one really knows everything I've gone through. I mean, obviously with with this podcast coming out, see a lot a lot more focal now. Be aware, but like, it was brilliant. I mean, um, my sister's mum, Debbie, she was part of our, like because I've got a group chat with the uh, with all the parents from the under nines. She was she was part yeah. of it, and like. She was quite influential in the group chat. She was always putting stuff in and stuff like that. So a lot of the parents did massively sympathise with, with me and my sister. Um, obviously saying that like, she'll be really missed and gave condolences and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, so, like, some of the parents in the group chat had like privately messaged me and were like, look, if like this time it, it, it it's as hard for me as it is for the boys and stuff like that. And like the... the the message saying like if I need anything just to let them know. Um they gave like appreciation messages as well saying that like they're so happy like and grateful for everything that me and Cav, the assistant manager do for like for the boys and like the they're really pleased with how we how we go about our business and like they they just seem like really appreciative which is good. Yeah that must feel fantastic. Again it's 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 great to feel that it's a great support, and it's it must make you feel fantastic. I mean, you must t- tell me about. Are you confident about your capabilities and how you're feeling recently? Has your confidence got a bit better? Has it all helped as well? Like, like I was saying earlier, where like there's times on a morning I don't want to get out of bed and stuff like that. My confidence is it's basically the same yeah. as that. There's there's times where my confidence sorry is, is sky high and I feel like I can I can take on the world. And there's 
there's other times where it's it, it's literally not there at all and like sometimes even going to football like I, I don't feel confident doing it anymore so like if I make, make some sort of mistake like I could feel like maybe the parents are laughing or something like that which I know they're not but like obviously that comes down with the anxiety as well like if I mess up is it a big mess up Yeah, I can understand that. You, yeah, yeah. you feel the pressure more. You, you think you're thinking straight away. Or you know, are they talking about us? I mean, let, let's let's talk about your hopes and dreams for the future, Kai. What, what, you know, tell me about your hopes and dreams for the future. What what feelings have you had recently about working towards goals? I mean, obviously, like saying earlier on, where I'm I'm setting myself little goals and stuff like that. Um, obviously, if we can finish in the season with with the under nines. Is one. Um, obviously, doing the university course with Carlisle United, um, we get put through our level two coaching badges, which is something that I've wanted to do really since maybe this time last year when I when I re- was really getting into football. I wanted to obviously further my education and my qualifications. So, obviously, that's another one. Um, and then, like, obviously, just a, like another personal one, just finding means and ways of keeping myself confident when I am confident and finding the confidence when I'm not. Well, to me, you, you, you sound a confident guy. You're very positive. You know, since the first day I started chatting to you, I, I, I like to think I've really got on with you. You know, I, I, I hold you in the highest. Since, I mean, the first time I got involved with Carlisle City, the sort of first person I talked to on Twitter was yeah. yourself, Kai, and I always found you... And I'm a very approachable guy, you know, very level-headed and very wise. You come across as a very wise young man, you know. I mean, do you feel supported by others around you? Do you, I mean, how supported do you feel by others around you? Like I said earlier, like obviously the support there, it, it, it is second to none. Like, no matter who it is, whether it's my girlfriend, my parents, brothers, sisters, or literally whoever, friends, like... I do sort of feel like I'm at that stage now that if I wanted to sit down and talk with someone about something, I know that they'd listen and, and they would try and help me as much as they can. It's good to have that. You sound like you've got you sound like you've got a fantastic support network, you know, obviously your brother, you were saying your brother's been a massive support. Yeah, I mean well, obviously I've got three brothers. Um I've got Obviously, two older ones. One's down in Manchester, and uh, obviously the other two live uh, with my mum in Penrith. Um, I mean, all, all all three of them I speak to. Um, but obviously, the one down in Manchester, he's only like just over two years older, and I think it being such a like close gap between mm-hmm. me and him compared to my other brothers, we've got like a really tight knit bond. Um, I mean, we're always talking to, to each other. Um, I mean, it's like especially in the lockdown, like this one especially, it's been brilliant because um, he's working at home. Um, he's had a lot of time on his hands as well. And um, even that things, like we, we, we both downloaded Football Manager that came out a few, a few weeks ago. And it's like, <laughs> we're on FaceTime or phone calls or whatever it is. And like, we're both like comparing each other. Like we both started off at Carlisle. And like we're just having a laugh with like stuff like that, where like also he's been promoted a few times, and so have I. And like we're comparing squads and stuff like that, and it's it's just really nice 
to have someone else there as well that like speak to it like every day as well. Oh wow, it sounds amazing, Ken. It sounds like you've got a fantastic family and a fantastic you're surrounded by a special network of friends and obviously you're, you're, the football is so important to you and you can hear it how passionate you are. I mean have you have you had any experience with treating others and talking to others about mental health? Has any of the, have you had any approach from any players or anyone talk to you that you think you might be able to help um, with? Obviously, we've well, it, this has really only been kept on the down low, really. Like the only people that have known about it until now are the ones that like I wanted to know or needed to know about. But it is one of them. Yeah. Like now, being two years down the line and and being able to sort of process it a lot better now than I could have back then. Um, I do feel like I'm in a position now where if someone was to maybe come to me and express their problems and wanted someone to talk to and, like, that sort of been through the same thing, I've I've been more than willing to do it. Um, Like, obviously, there's a couple of times you see on Twitter and stuff where, like, where it, whether it's uh, like a male or a female, they're saying like they're having like they're having a poor day and like they feel like the world's going against them. Even like a, a small message to them saying, "Are you okay?" Like my direct message is is open if you want to speak to me. What? Like even something so small like that can mean the world to someone else. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Kyle, that's nice, beautifully put, mate. Oh, that's that's the most beautiful line I've heard. Are you okay? It's. Man, that just that's just you know that that's some of the measure of the man you are, Kai. You know, and who you are today. You know, because that that simple line. I was, I was means just so about to say that, like, it doesn't yeah. sound much at all, but if you're on the receiving end of that message and you're like, you feel like your world's crumbling down, knowing that someone's took the time out of their day to reach out to you. Yeah, just to the, ask, the, are you the, okay? The, the bothering is yeah, I, like it. It, it mean the world. If, if somebody's listening right now and they're scared maybe to talk to the GP because they don't know what the GP's going to say, what's a typical what's a typical appointment like with a GP when you talk to a GP? What's the usual response? What's a GP like? I mean, to talk I, to? I, I was fortunate um, to get to get mine fairly quick. Like obviously from the initial phone call with the doctor to say that like how I was feeling and stuff like that. They did um, warn me saying that like there could be a bit of a waiting list, which straight away it's going to scare you because it's like, right, well, why why should I have to wait for this and how long am I going to have to wait for this and stuff like that? But I was fortunate enough, like, I didn't have to wait that long. And obviously when it came to sitting down with the, like with my GP, it, like in, in the room and uh, having to explain everything, like, I was sort of lost for words at first because like everything was going around in my head. Um, like knowing that this was the first step that I was taking to, to be on the road to recovery, really. Um, to knowing that like I've, I've done the right thing by speaking out because obviously there is all the professionals there to help you and that's what they're there for. So knowing that like in what I'd done was doing the right thing it, it, like it was really good I mean I struggled, I struggled putting it into words what I wanted to say but I got there in the end and, and like again they were like very sympathetic with me 
It's, it's you know, when I, when I spoke to my GP for the first time, I, I was like, you know, I had a very good doctor. Uh, I thought the process was, it is, it's, it's getting to that appointment, isn't it, Kai? It's that, that you're hoping that it's going to be some quick, mm-hmm. but it, you're having to wait, and then I've got you're you're frightened because as it gets closer to that appointment, you you're going to have to relive everything and, and explain things. And I got frustrated, Kai. When, you know, I felt like it, there was so many questions in my head going on, and everything was just spinning. And that I just thought, at first I thought I'm not going to do the doctors, and I stood outside the doctor's surgery for about ten minutes before thinking I can't do this, I can't do this, and it was just. It was just like you said, are you okay? It was just a random person coming to the doctors, and I must have looked a bit of a mess. And she said, Is everything all right? And I just sort of said, Look, I'm just scared to go see a doctor because uh, I think I've got depression. And she, this woman came back, I don't even know who she is, Kai, but she just comes straight back in with, you know. And then when I sat down with my GP, it was, you know, it was the best thing I've ever done in my whole life. And that was 30 um, years ago. See, like, I, I was very similar as well. I mean, like, when, when I got the appointment, Deep, deep inside of me, I was chuffed. But, like, there was all the other parts of me, like, where I didn't want to go because I didn't feel strong enough. I didn't want to go in case, like, the GP and that didn't understand. But then, when, like, obviously leading up to, to the appointment, it was one of them, like, my legs started feeling a bit, like, jelly. My, my, my palms were getting all, like, hot. My heart, heart rate was going really, really quick. And like, I did feel like I was getting really worked up. But then, obviously, like 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 you said yourself, it's it, it's a first step to recovery. Yeah, and you you come out of the doctor's surgery, and it, it feels it just you feel a bit emotional, but you feel like you're you're finally on a road somewhere that you're going somewhere. And I, I felt really positive, although afraid. I still felt I felt naked. Does that make any sense, Kai? I felt yeah, really naked. And obviously, like. I felt the same, like obviously coming out of that appointment, the, f- the, f- the first initial appointment, like it was sort of like a bit of a step into the unknown. Like part of me was really chuffed and proud of myself with how far like I'd come from even just thinking about booking the appointment to then actually completing the appointment. Like it, it was a massive step in life really. Um, but then also like, the way and the worry about what's going to happen next, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. You know, I mean, it, now looking at now, look where you are now. I'm guessing it's still a struggle for you day by day, especially this time of year and obviously the COVID and all that. But you sound like you've you've got a plan of action and you sound like you, you're following it. And I think that's a positive message for other people that I suppose at the end there are you can get out of this, you know, there is an escape. It does, yeah. If that makes any um, sense. I mean, like personally at the moment I do feel like I've got my mental health and depression and and everything under control. Um there was a time last year where it massively spiralled out of control and it did scare my family and my girlfriend, but I managed to pull everything together, um, sort of give myself a bit of a shake, and obviously I, I pulled everything back together. Um, and it's one of them as well. Like it, it's it's a very common. Maybe that's the wrong way of putting it. It's not a common thing, but like obviously mental health and depression is happening a lot more than 
we want it to, and it happens to all sorts of people, whether it's someone like myself or it's, it's a famous person. I mean, you see how you see how open Tyson Fury is about his uh, depression and mental health. Yeah. Um, when his documentary came out on, B, on on ITV, like when it first came out, um, I watched it and I thought it was really, really good. Um, and it's actually been on again the past couple of nights, so I've sat down and I've watched it again. And basically, well, he, he's really a prime example of all of this, and I think that's sort of why, also like I've mentioned to you yourself, that he's sort of like a massive role model and an idol to me. And I, I'd, I'd love to meet him one day because it's he's he's been at the bottom where... Obviously, he was on the, the, the drink, drugs, um, and he was, like, he, he put all of, all of that body weight on and stuff, and, like, he didn't want to be here. He, he had thoughts and plans to, to end, end himself, but he's now been on that comeback trail where he's shifted away the drink and the drugs. He shifted all the way. He came back into the ring, which, obviously, that was a massive step for him. He's then won all his fights and then, obviously, beating Dante Wilder, um in that match like that well he said it himself it's it's the biggest comeback in sport in history so like that there is it, it, it's a massive um inspiration if you if, if you like it's he's been there at the bottom and he's had all this stuff that you can go through and now he's back on the top back on the top of the world like he said himself like it is still there and personally i think mine will always be there um Obviously, yeah. like you said earlier, there is there is a way out of it, really. Yeah, I think I think I think especially with sports people, I think the stigma is especially a boxer like Tyson. You know, oh, how can he suffer from mental health? Or, or even someone like yourself, guy. You know, I think it's just I think for years it was frowned upon. You know, if you said depression, like you say, man up. I said, my dad would probably have said to me. You know, but I think I don't know if you give it. I think social media has helped quite a lot as well. I think social media gets a lot of negative, sort of, you know, advertising. But sometimes it has positive. Strangers just reaching out randomly and just saying, like you said, "Hi, are you okay?" or "Talk to me, drop me a DM." And you know, I, I, do you think that's been positive on yourself? Has, has social media been positive In my for you? Personal opinion, yeah. Like it's it, it's been positive, but. Also, like you've just said yourself there, like there is the positives and the negatives. There's all the positives where there is so many folk that will yeah. sit and reach out to you. Um, honestly, like it, it really does help. But then obviously you look at it on the other side with, yeah, like the, there's folk that like post stuff without thinking. Um, that like th there can be so much hate that's put on, on social media. And I mean, like, Obviously, speaking on the on the plus side of it, where folk are reaching out, um, this lad that I've, I know, like, I, well, um, I, f I found him through Twitter. He's, a, he's another football coach, um, and he he's gone through like his own story. And he was saying um, he used to do, he used to do podcasts with his page that he had, and he was saying like he invited the next footballer on. Um, and him and him and the ex footballer, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Them two like got talking and stuff like that, and like he was saying for like him being a stranger and like this ex footballer having like everything that he had. Like he says, when they were talking, it was like 
they were best mates and known each other for ages. Um, and like you were just saying, how it was brilliant, how like no matter what your status is, whether you, you, you're dead famous or you're not very well known, it doesn't matter if you pop up to someone and you, well, you, you put an arm around them really, it, it does make the world. Yeah, it does. It does reach out. It's amazing. You know, it, it's indiscriminate mental health. It can affect you at any time, you know. And it's always nice to know you can reach out to someone. And it's also nice to know, Kai, that your listeners now know that, you know, what you've been through and your struggles and what you're going through and your battles. But it's the positive coming out of you is, you know, that that positive side of you will have a major impact on anybody listening to this right now who could be suffering from mental health issues, you, you're, you're just expressing to them, it's not all that. There are positives. There are people there. You're available. And if there is anybody listening, you know, Kai, Kai, you know, I'm sure you're available to chat to if anyone you associate with the club or any of your friends are listening right now to this and you feel, you know, please get in touch with Kai. I'm sure he can direct you to other things. And, you know, Kai, I have to say, you know, my, my first question was I was going to ask you is how are you? That's all I was going to ask you when you first came on, but I just, I, I just feel that you're, you're so unique in your own self. You're a very special guy, and you seem to adapt brilliantly to things. And I know there's a lot of folk respect you out there and like what you do. And all I can say to you is just keep going, Kai. You know, just keep believing in yourself, believing in your ability, and and remembering that every time you're out there doing what you do for Carlisle City on that weekly basis, you're bringing and spreading more joy and happiness. And that happiness spreads all the way around, you know, and you're actually helping other people sometimes without knowing it, Kai. You know, what that, you're doing exactly is an amazing like thing. Some, some of the parents have said to me, um, like when they've, like the thanks, obviously me and Cav for everything that we've done, like some of them have said, look, maybe you don't realise how much of a positive impact you've had on every single player because obviously like they come to the training and they come to the match days and it's something that they look up to, uh, they look forward to. And again, not trying to sound big heads, but without me realising, maybe I'm someone that they, that they look up to. Of course you are. Of course you are, Kai. You're a coach. You know, you're not just a coach. You're helping him through... You know, times of, of difficulty and teach them the love and joy of football and you're creating friends from these are these are memories you're creating for their lives, you know, you're developing them as human beings, you know. So everything you do is important and parents can see that, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean I, I couldn't have put that better myself really. Yeah, well Kai, you know, I, I want to thank you for coming on tonight because I, I you know it's great to get to know you a little bit better. And, you know, I, I hope you'll come on a lot more often because it's, I always, I'm always trying to coach you on here. I'm always messaging you, Kai, come on. Uh, hopefully if I can get, obviously I'm I'm in the process of discussing things to get Tyson. And also I'd like, I'd probably bring you on for that and maybe a chat. I think that'd be a good idea. And, you know, we just can talk to each other on online as well because he's an inspirational guy. He is, you know, I watched the documentary myself and I read his book, you know, but he's no different to you, Kai. No one's any different to you. You each have your own stories, each have your own struggles, and they're no any better or any worse. 
they're equal. And what you've done is taken it and you've took your struggle. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm honoured to say I know you. <laughs> That's the second time I've said this to you. You know, it's an honour to know you guys. It's an honour to be part of this club, you know, because I'm new to this club and, and you've embraced me. Never, you know, you put up with all my garbage on Twitter. <laughs> so, you know... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm up oh, for a give or a laugh. Me, I take it in the chin. Me, you know, it's it's guys like you that, that move me, v, me. So, Kyle, look, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on tonight. I wish you every happiness in life, every success in football. I wish your team all success. And I'll tell you now, I'm always there. You know, I'm not just a, a media guy. You know, I'm a human being. I'm at the end of a phone. I'm always there if you ever need me, mate. I can't thank you enough. Um, as well as you like, with, with with the club sort of outside, outside my own under nines, there's only really a handful of of other, well, mem- members of the club, whether it's uh, playing playing staff or managers or whoever. There's only really you and uh, a handful of others that, like I speak to, and obviously stuff like this, it it it's re- raising the awareness and maybe I'm I'm not. I mean, I don't wish yeah. mental health on anybody. Um, but yeah, obviously, we, we but can together, try and get through it. Together, we can. If, for example, well, whether it's it's Carlisle City or any any other club, if there is anybody that would would want, uh, obviously, after hearing this, would want to approach me and and speak, whether it's a text message or a phone call or whatever, I'd I'd, I'd be more than happy to um, to speak with them because. Obviously, with the stage that I am, you do get your good days, but you're always going to get your bad days as well. But it's always at the forefront of your mind. You've got to think of them yeah. good days, which 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 helps your your dark days really. Mark, I I think I think for you, I I I foresee many 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 bright days my friend many many bright days just to make it where we do have for those listening that that no Carla said we do have a welfare officer at the club and he is available 24 7 and obviously if you are listening and you, you feel you need to reach out to someone there's a welfare officer and of course kai is available uh obviously kayaking holds your number if they need to get hold of you i'm with your permission i'm happy to pass your number on to them if they need to talk to you I'm uh more than kai's always going to be there is that all right with you, Kai? Kai Thompson, thank you very much for taking your time out to come on to my my podcast and share that amazing story. And I wish you every success. And most importantly, I hope you have a beautiful Christmas, mate. I hope you have a family have a wonderful time. Uh, I send my best wishes and best health to your mum, your dad, your brothers, who all sound amazing people. And your partner, who is obviously a strong, strong, strong bond with you. Them. Honestly, uh, and I wish you all the best, my friend. being on tonight. And to, to be fair as well, I, I feel like it's it's another weight lifted off my shoulder. It's it it's more voice, uh, more you people see. that are now made aware of what of what goes on. So hopefully, it's it's another start of something where more people could start speaking out. Kai, it's been an absolute pleasure. Kai, good night. God bless my friend. My name is Dennis Dennis. This has been the Guildford Gazette podcast, a very special Cheers, edition Thank you. with Kai Thompson. Kai, good night. God bless. Check us out on Facebook.
All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. And now. Oh no, little Timmy's got hold of a marker pen. My wall looks like a colouring book. What am I going to do? Flash! Wake up, soldier! It's 6.15am, Ballon Boot Camp. The pigeons are sleeping. You wish you were too. You're in line with the other squaddies. PT Full Metal Janet appears inches from your face. Now drop and give me 20! 20 what, exactly? You can't tell there's so much mud in your ear. We recommend you go AWOL immediately and head down to Curry's PC World. You'll find more civilised advice on a great range of wearable tech. Start training on your own terms, with no bombastic brigadier to stamp on your good intentions. Jog on, Janet. Curry's PC World. We start with you. Imagine your business, your name, our shirt, your player, every time he scores. 12,000 followers on Twitter. A huge thank you to all our player sponsors. However, we still have players left to sponsor and it costs just £50 for the season. Ring 07739 478 547 now for further details. Put your name on the shirt and follow the Sky Blues. Check us out on Facebook. From the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. And now. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Check us out on Facebook.